Have you ever wanted to cry or felt the need to cry but couldn't? Have you ever been in a place where you thought the right thing to do was to shed tears? I've had that happen three times in my life. The first time it happened was when I went to Auschwitz. And I was sure that emotions would overcome me and I would fall onto the floor in tears. But I was so overwhelmed by its breadth, its magnitude, and the sheer horror of memory, and all the stories I had heard since I was a little boy coming to reality, that my emotions did so many other things, but I couldn't cry, even though I thought I should and I wanted to. The second time it happened to me was on September 11th. I think I was going through something called SARA. SARA is an acronym. The psychologists in our group know it. It stands for Shock, Anger, Resentment, Acceptance. And I was so shocked when those towers went down. I wanted to cry. I felt the need to cry, but the tears just couldn't come out yet. The last time that happened to me was on the last day of our solidarity mission this summer when I sat in a room at the Inbal Hotel along with 45 other members from our group and stood in front of me was a beautiful woman, hair covered as is traditional in the Orthodox sect of Judaism. She had a shiny face and a twinkle in her eye. She was poised. She stood tall. She was articulate. She spoke English magnificently because she was born in Brooklyn. Even though she spent most of her life living in Israel, her parents were American, and that's how she learned to speak English so well. Her name is Racheli Frankel, and she is the mother of Naftali Frankel, who along with two of his friends were abducted and killed in Israel. Racheli, Racheli came to visit our group, and our job was to console her. Our job was to give her a hug. Our job was to tell her that her boys are our boys. That what happened to those boys was a tragedy for all of the Jewish world. And that we stood with her. But as happened so often on this trip and so many other times when I have been in the Holy Land, it was Racheli who gave us strength, who focused our direction and reminded us why we were there in the first place. Racheli said to us, My son was murdered, but we didn't know he was murdered for 18 days. For 18 days, we just thought he and his friends were abducted. And we went looking everywhere, everywhere, for these boys. And we found ourselves as a people, we found our family, and we found our country again. That's what happened. That's her perspective. And what Racheli Frankel has said from the moment that the boys were interred, because I stood 100 feet from her at that moment, and she has said every day since, is that what the boy's death brought us was a moment of unity in the Jewish people, and it shouldn't last for just a moment. 
She said unequivocally that we were not a people searching for the boys who were affiliated Jews and unaffiliated Jews, who were Orthodox or Reform. We were one. Since the time that Naphtali has been found and interred and the Shiva ended, Racheli has been talking to solidarity missions from Africa, Russia, Los Angeles, Chicago, Miami, Houston, Detroit, Washington, D.C., New York, and Boston. And when she meets with these groups, she paints a beautiful picture in vivid colors of the young, innocent 16-year-old boy that Naftali was. He was a boy who teased and fought with the sisters, incredibly bright. He loved puns very well, did very, very well in school, and was a good boy. Always tried to make his parents proud. But the other thing Racheli has done is since that moment of his capture, the news broke of his death, Racheli has stood up and said that God has called upon me to be a spokesperson for our people, to make sure that we stay united in this time of divide, to make sure that we focus on what matters and not all of the side dishes, to make sure that we can find the strength that we found when looking for the boys when we need it most, not only in times of terror and tragedy, but also when we're just in stride. She says, Hinani, here I am. Racheli Franco has been deputized for a role that she never wanted and never dreamt of and would give anything to not have. She joins the ranks of others who've been deputized for that role, like Judea Pearl, who's the father of Daniel Pearl, the Wall Street Journal reporter who was captured and beheaded almost a decade ago by terrorists in Afghanistan. Judea has since become a spokesperson for terror and for those who are persecuted for their beliefs and backgrounds, as his son was. These people say, I'm here. I've been asked to do something that I never wanted to be asked to do, and I have a responsibility to change the world because of it. God, I wish I didn't have this role. But since I do, I have to make something out of this memory. The author who writes the Hinani prayer that the Chazan is about to chant does exactly the same thing. It's a call saying, here I am. I take this job reluctantly. I'm not asking for it. It's been given to me. And I pray that as I lead this congregation, I do so with humility. I do so being able to channel all of your prayers. And I do so with the hope that God will hear me on all of our behalf. It's something that is reluctant but at the same time, we stand broadly and prepared for the responsibility at hand. As we prepare to say the Hinani for this year, I invoke the memory of Naftali Eyalin Gilad, and I invoke the spirit of Racheli Frankel. When I sat in that room in front of her, I wanted to cry so badly, but I couldn't. I just was overcome with her grace, with her fortitude, with her resolve, 
and with her focus to ensure that her son's memory is not in vain. All of us have had moments in our life, thank God, not to the magnitude of Racheli, but moments where we're deputized to do a role that we never asked for. Maybe we're supposed to be advocates for domestic abuse because we've been a victim of it. Maybe we're supposed to be advocates for ADHD because we have it or our kids have it. Maybe we're supposed to be advocates for cancer because we're survivors. Maybe we're supposed to be advocates for some other challenge that we're faced with to help others get through it. But I know, sadly, and if God gives us the health to maintain another year and years after it, the state of Israel will be faced with more examples that will test our resolve, family by family. And the Racheli Frankels and Judea Pearls of the world will stand up and say, Hinani, here I am. I'm deputized for a role I wish I never had, but I'm going to lead with it. We can do the same through their inspiration. May we hear that call and calibrate to make a difference. Amen.